We're going to touch upon some of the Nekudus Hatichoynes, some of the central themes of the Gula. This week's Parsha has two very revealing parts of the Gula. And it'll give us a better understanding why we call Gulas Mitzrayim. It's called Cheres Oilam, right? We say every day in the davening. Right? He took us out. He took us out. Not Stam Yamsuf. He took us out. Everlasting freedom. I when goals. We're back in goals. So why is it called everlasting freedom? Not, it's not everlasting freedom. And emesis that we find this in many areas in Allah that Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is different than other ghouls. Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is considered a ghoul of Gomer. That's what is halal. Halal on Pesach. There's no halal on Purim. There's no halal on Purim. Still in ghouls. But Pesach, Pesach is the ultimate halal. Not only is it considered a gu'ula, everlasting gu'ula, it's considered that the gu'ula is happening. Whereas the tour brings down the Avi Ezri, one of the great Rishonim asked, why don't we make a Shosanisim? When we drink the Dalit Kaisis, which are founded in this week's parasha, why don't we make a Shosanisim? We make Shosanisim Hanukkah, we make Shosanisim Ampurim. The ultimate nace, it's Yisim Mitzrayim. We should make Shosanisim. Famous question. The mo- uh, there's, there's dozens of tirutzim. There's, do- there's dozens of gewaldige tirutzim. But the most pshat answer, which Lufiani is the is the closest to, if there is such a thing as the Emesetans, is that Shosan Nisan doesn't make sense, Pesach. Because Pesach is a din chayivodom liroi sesatzmoi kiluhu yotzami mitzrayim. Think about the bracha. What a shalosanisim means. Sometimes you have to think what a bracha is. We make brachas. Unfortunately, we don't think about them. I just told Oilam over in Shul, the mice I had with George Bush, that when we were by George Bush for a Hanukkah party, so, so he asked the Rabbonim for a bracha. She blessed me. He said, Rabbi, bless me. So, everybody was handling a bracha, not bracha. I hold you don't make a bracha on a president. Lamaisa. Not because anything against the present Chazal. I hold you need a melech that could mamish be that rules on his own. Now, as the government is shut down, everybody knows that nobody's ruling on their own here, right? He doesn't rule on his own. There's, there's many branches of government, and everybody's voted in, and it's not so partial. Used to be a king is a king. The Chidor brings down a king is somebody who can kill at, at will. He can kill at will. That's lot. today we don't have such a king. At least in our yeah, if you go. Uh, you go other places, you can have that. You go to Russia, you definitely have that. Without a Shaila. Okay? But I'm saying in Medina Yusainu, you don't have that. So I wouldn't make a bracha shame malchus on a president anyway. But there was a group of rabbis there that President George Bush asked for a bracha. They wanted. So one of them opened up a siddha. He found in one of the, the, what, the siddha a bracha. He made on a king. He made a, made a bracha. So they. So, they, so the president, George Bush, said, I don't understand Hebrew. Translate the blessing. So some, one, one of the rabbis got up and he translated the blessing. 
So he's contrary to what people used to say then, he's not intelligent. He's very intelligent, even though he can't say nuclear. He's still very intelligent. He's an intelligent person. So he said, Rabbis, you didn't bless me. You blessed the Lord. I asked for a blessing for me. <laughs> I gave a shikup. He said, you just blessed the Lord. After he said that, I said, oh, maybe I can make on him a cholik mechachmosah. <laughs> I can make it. He's a chokham. Kut kut So Lamaiseh, today we don't have such a melech. We don't have that kind of malchus like they had be mekedem, those kind of, at will. You know, an emesim melech. We don't have that, is my name. And the bottom line is that we make a bracha and we have to think about a bracha. George Bush wanted to know what does the bracha mean? Unfortunately, the rabbis that were giving it to him weren't as interested to know what it means. They gave him a blessing. They didn't give him a blessing. They blessed the Lord. He was at good gezakt. So the the bottom line is that also Nisim Avisenu means that you made miracles for our fathers by Yomim Oheim. And Pesach, we have a chiv to feel that it's now. So it's almost if you make a Shosa Nisim, you miss the boat. Not Pshat. You don't have to make one. If you make it, you're basically saying, you know what, I don't feel like it's happening now. Shosa Nisim Avisenu, you made it then. By Yomim Oheim. It's not by Yomim Oheim. Bayomimahim means those days and this calendar date. It's not true. It's happening now. Elamai, we should make a bracha now? We do. Before the second case. Hashem Because we're redeemed. Chanukah and Purim, we can't make such a bracha. Because Chanukah and Purim, the mitzvah is not. So Chanukah and Purim, we say Shasanis. Pesach, we say, Asher Golonu. You redeemed us. We are redeemed. Asher Golonu. But this is not an answer. This is part of the question. Why? Manishtana, I'm giving you a new Manishtana. I'm asking a Manishtana and a Manishtana. Manishtana Pesach, Mikola Mayadim. That all the other Mayadim, we just have to remember what was. Here, not we remember what was. Here we experience this it's a it's mamish, it's a it's a current guler. To know why, what 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 why, what, how, what what is this? What is this? So that's that's one nakuda to be mevara. What's going on? Another nakuda is the fact that there's these arbal shinishal gulu. What do you need full of shinish gulu? Isn't it enough to just say vigahalti? What do we need all of that for? Just say one thing. Vigalti. law is everything. So in case you think this is just stamaze, and then we have wine by each one. So if you look, there's a Medrash Rabbe, Parshas Nozir. The Medrash Rabbe says in Parshas Nozir, in Parshas Nozir, the Medrash Rabbe says like this. Medrash Rabbe says, by a Nozir it uses full of shyness of what he shouldn't drink. Yayin, Sheikhon, Chatzan, Matzag. The Medrash says, 
הדס נשנס ריח וטעם בדבוב של אודם נכנס יין יוצא דס, כל מוקם שיש יין אין דס. So the medrash starts like negative on wine, sounds like. The wine comes in, the das goes out. That's what the medrash is. Takapurim, you see a lot of people like that. Right? The wine goes in, the das goes out. Right? So that's what the medrash says. Nikhlas yayin, yotza das. Kol mokam shiyesh yayin, ain das. That's the beginning. Then the medrash says, Nikhlas yayin, yotza soit. Goes through that. Then the Medrash says, Das is mischalik to four departments in Das. This is what the Medrash Rabbi says. Mischalik bar b'chalokim. Shnayim b'shtei kloyes, chelik echa b'peh v'chelik echa b'leif. The Das is split in the body into four chalokim. Two are in the two kidneys. The two kidneys, like the Gemara says in Baruch, is taf samachalif. Amaralif, the bottom of, of samachalif, amaralif. That the two kidneys advise the person, Yoyatzois, the two kidneys advise you. Achas Yoyatzlotoiv, Achas Yoyatzlara, there's two kidneys. And the kidneys then translate to the lave, the Medr says. Chelikach Abulev. And then it goes to the pet, goes out with the pet. So these are the four. And says the, says the Medrish, Nitna das barbo kelem elu, Kenegda nostu chachomim shil shiklus. Fascinating Medrash. The Medrash is actually saying there's a very direct connection between the Dalal of Shonish Ogula and the four cups of wine. And the four cups of wine have this, have this idea that it's Yotza Das, then it says Yotza Soit. Right? Soit is a mile, seems to be. The Yayin. Yismach l'vaveno, each wine has a, it, it opens up a person. On the other hand, the Medrash says, if there's wine, there's no das. So you have to know what. But the Medrash is clearly saying that the full l'shoinahs of Gula are broken up to these four, and the two kidneys are the root. Two kidneys are very critical. According to Chazal, I'm talking about in the ruchnis of a person. The two kidneys are very, very critical to, 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 a, to a person. I remember by Rabbi Yankiven, there was a person who needed, a, who had a, who had a diseased kidney, the kidney had to be removed, and Rabbi Yankif asked him which kidney is being removed. I'm sure if it would have ended up being, it ended up that the kidney was being removed was on the left side, and Rabbi Yankif said, oh, Baruch Hashem, I'm so happy for you, because the Gemara says over there in Brachas that the two kidneys, one kidney advises you good, and one kidney advises you bad. And the Medrash says, which one, the Gemara says in Brachas, which one is which? Mistavra, Yemin, Yoyotzei Lutoiv, and smile, Yoyotzei Lara. And the, and the Gemara there in Brachas brings, Leif Chacham Limin, Leif Silas Smile. So Yankov told this individual who needed a kidney operation, he said, Nugut, Yetzai Nomad, Yetzai Atoiv. He was Mephiasin. You'll be only with the Yetzai Atoiv. Years ago, this, this mice, I remember, Yankov, I was Mamish a little kid. Then I was in Eretz Yisrael, I was Bochem. And there was a mice over there that a, a, a Sfardi brothers went to Babasali. The old Abu Chatzir, Rabbi Abu Chatzir. And one brother was giving the other brother a kidney. This was the Maise Shahaya then. And the, bro- the donor, the brother, one brother had failing kidneys, he needed a kidney. The donor had, Baruch Hashem, two healthy kidneys. So he was giving his brother one of his kidneys. So what was the, why did they come to Baba Sali? Because 
the recipient of the kidney, the brother, let's say Shimon, who's getting the kidney, he wanted his brother to give him his left kidney. He didn't feel it's right, he should take his brother's right kidney based on the Gemara Brachas. And the brother, the donor, said, I don't want to give my brother the Yetzirah. I don't feel it's right. Once I'm doing it, I want to do the mitzvah complete. I want to give him my right kidney. So for Shetzach, they went to some Rav to Paskin, and the Rav said, this is more for Baba Sali. This is not for Rav. You're not know how to Paskin such a Shaila. Baba Sali, he'll be able to. Baba Sali told him he should give him his right kidney, what he wants the Taka do. He said, because if a Jew is so dedicated to his brother and he gives him his right kidney, his left kidney is going to turn to Taif. Just like Avram Avinu, he turned his Yetzirah to Yetzirah. He said, if you're going to do that, that's what your mindset is, you want to give your brother your right kidney? Your left kidney is going to turn to The story went around then. This was a story that happened. It was a Maisha Shohaya. The, 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 the end of the story was just went around. The Taka said that this guy, that's Taka, what happened. And he said, this guy like became like a tzaddik. He said, This guy ran around. He was mamish like he, he was a good guy before, but he turned into like a, a, a Meshugan and tzaddik. Anyway, Al Kuponim. There is such a thing, the, 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 the kidneys, the, the yoyets, according to Chazal, there's something behind this. There's something behind this. And that's what the Medrash is saying, that you have these kidneys, and you have the lave, and you have the pear. So that's what the Dalot Koises are somehow... Uh, now again, how exactly they go together, I don't know, so I definitely can't share it with you. But what I do see from Chazal is that the Dalot Lushani Shogul are very, very... It's not Stam... The Dalit Koyz and Shogul are very Oiz Kechajmet. And there's a reason why the Rabbani Shalom chose that we should Dafka have four cups. They, they would talk of four gulas here. That's what Chazal told us. There were four gulas. And we needed some kind of a cleansing. That's what comes out from the Medrash Rab and Pashas Nosen. If you want to look it up, you can see it in the Medrash Rab. It's Medrash Rab and Pashas Yud in Bamidbo. But as I state in Medrash. That's one thing I want to mavara to you. The second thing I want to be Mavar is the whole beginning of the parasha is very difficult. The whole beginning of the parasha is very difficult. And I'm going to share with you a Yisoyed from a Moshe Shapiro. And his machshava that he has is going to also help us to understand the kashas that we have over here. It sounds like the Rabboni Shalom is unhappy with Moshe Rabbeinu about a certain aspect. First of all, in last week's parasha, Moshe Benu, the end of the parasha, Moshe comes to Hashem. He says, Right? Why'd you send me? Rashi doesn't, Rashi's not so kind to Moshe. You see Rashi over there. Rashi, Rashi brings out a chazal. Very critical here. Moshe says, That's what he says. So, the, the, the Medrash brings down over here, this is Rashi brings down a quote of the Medrash. Here, you question me. Like Avram. Not like Avram, that when I told him you're going to have a son Yitzchak, and then I told him to shecht him, Avram didn't say, hey, Rabbani Shalom, how you talk? 
You're going to see what I do to Paray. Right? But, you're not going to see the conquering of Eretz Yisrael. Which that's what happened at the end. Moshe didn't go to Eretz Yisrael. So the Medrash is telling us, Rashi's bringing a Medrash. It's a Peldic Medrash. It's a Peldic Medrash. There's so many fronts, it's a Peldic Medrash. First of all, it's a steer with the Chet of the Meimarilah. Right? First of all, Moshe Rabbeinu was scheduled to go take us into Eretz Yisrael. Till the Chet Meimarilah. The Torah says, Beferish. You're not going to take them to Eretz Yisrael because of the Meimarilah. And here Rashi's bringing a Chazal that it's not because of the Meimarilah. It's because, it doesn't say it's not because of the memory, I should correct that. That it is because he said, Atosir. Because Moshe told him, So Hashem told him, Atosir, you'll see. You will see, you'll see Pari, but you're not going to see everything else. So it sounds like the Rebbe is not very happy with the fact that Moshe did that. It's hard for us to understand such a thing. Hard for us to understand. You know the Kotzka I always tell you? Because I, I say this Kotzka to myself many times a day. So, you, so then you unfortunately have to hear it as well. And that is that when it comes to another Yid, you should be an Apikaris. Not he should be Apikaris. You should be Apikaris. What does that mean? If another Yid has a sorrow, don't say, oh, the Abish Tophim. No, 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 no. You help. The yes, the kotzke. The Mishnah says in others, you have to learn from everybody. You learn from a ganav, you learn from everybody has something to learn. It doesn't say over there what you learn from apikaris. So the yes, the kotzke, and what do you learn from apikaris? He said, Lagabiyan and be an apikaris. He said, What do you mean? He said, You know, somebody comes to you with a tsar, what do you tell him? The Ibsha Telfin. Mr. Shem is going to be good. Yeah? The Chayl is not going with Fushlein. The Chayl is going crazy. Right? The Chayl is saying, I'm in pain. Take care of my pain. I'm going to call the doctor. The Chayl is sitting there going nuts. And what do you do? You go to the Chayl. Fushlein. It's not The guy is screaming out of his Chayl. It's not Don't scream. It's okay. It's okay. Gedolim could talk like that. Rabbi Scheinberg, when they wheeled Rabbi Scheinberg to be Mavak Chayla or Mavadi Yisef, that was a that was a picture that's it's kedai for everybody to see that clip, even though you all don't have computers. But believe uh, me, I will get the clip because Doylem doesn't have access to such sachem. But uh, it's kedai to see that clip; it'll change your life. They wheel Rabbi Scheinberg; he's probably hundred years old. They wheeling him in to Mavadi Yosef to be Mavak Chayla or Mavadi Yosef. Never had a back pain; he was in agony, and he's crying. Rabbi Yosef is crying. And Rabbi Scheinberg goes, Altifke, don't cry. It's going to be good, Altifke. You can see how Rabbi Scheinberg, his whole body was. was... So Rabbi Yosef says, I'm not crying from pain. I'm not crying from back pain. But the back pain is stopping me from being able to learn. <laughs> Rabbi Sharmik looks at him and bursts out crying. It's unbelievable. You feel, when you saw this video, you feel like you're going back to the time of the Gemara. This is my Sikrapa Bible of it. 
Abaya Barove. For me, for me, it was Moses' tremendous Yerushalayim. Just to see it. I probably saw it maybe eight or nine times. As I'm saying now, I have a time to find it again. So look at it again. He starts crying. <laughs> I have no consolation for that. For that, you think I have to cry? Yeah? So that's the dosis was to A Jew is not supposed to be such a balamuna when it comes to Yena. Yena, you have to. The Torah doesn't say if you see Yena's Aveda, you should look up to Bernus and say, return it to him. You return it to him. The Torah doesn't say when you see a poor person in the street, tell him Hashem will help him. No. Do for him. That's what the Torah says. The Torah doesn't tell a husband that he should daven for his wife should have panasa, or he should go to his shver. The Torah says, You have to support her. Right? So when it comes to help another person, you have to go and do. And that's what the Rebbeinu wants. The Rebbeinu had tainus on Eliyahu Navi that he was talking down about Klal Yisrael. He said, Kanoi Kanoi Sil Hashem. Hashem, don't be so from. When it comes to Klal Yisrael, don't be so from. And Hashem told him, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't Mekana for, for, for me, he was Mekana for Klal Yisrael. So Poshit, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Hashem and he says, he wasn't doing it for himself. He wasn't being mahar about himself. He was complaining on behalf of Klai Israel. So that's a good complaint. That's a good complaint. So how do we understand that this was a time on Moshe? This was a good complaint. Moshe is not supposed to go, oh, the work got harder for Klai Israel. Oh, that's, that's okay, no problem. So it's not good. No, that's not Moshe's job. Moshe's, the royal name of the Klai Yisrael, he did his job. He said, Hashem, lo So it's hard to understand what even the time it was to Moshe Rabbein, when he, he was doing his job. But then this week's parasha starts. And that's where Moshe Shapiro jumps in. Moshe Shapiro says, it sounds like Moshe Rabbein was not on the level of the others. Let's look to Moshe Shapiro. This is what he says in the Sefer Choshafti Darki, which is a liquid of Moshe Shapiro's Shiulim. He says, he quotes Rashi, Chaval al da'abdin v'loy mishtakhin. Hashem says, oh, I'm, I'm going to miss the Ovis. Why? Because Avram Avinu, the Ovis, he says, Harbi Palmer Iglesia, Avram Yitzhak V'yakov Bekel Shakai. The Ovis I promised them I never did it. I promised them the future is going to be good. I never did anything. And they had no problem. But you, you come with kindness. It sounds like Hashem is saying that you, Moshe, you're not on the level of the Ovis. I'm going to miss the Ovis. The Ovis, there's nobody like the Ovis. Because the Ovis, I promised them all kinds of promises. And they never saw the promises come true. And they didn't question me. And you're questioning me. That's what the Chazal say. Zokter Moshe Shapiro. Mivuel. Shehoyo kantayna al Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a tayna al Moshe Rabbeinu. So he asks. 
הרי ידוע, we know, שדרגס מוישה רבינו איזה גבוה, אפילו מישל אובס, מוישה was the biggest man. לא יקחום בישראל נובי כמוישה, he was אב הנביאים. כי הרי הוא יאהב לנביאים, לפון אבו לבן אחר. And then he says, and even what we know about the Ovis is from Moshe Rabbeinu. You know the Maril Diskin says this. The Maril Diskin says, how do we know about the Ovis? How do we know about the Ovis? Pashos Lech Lecho, Pashos Vayero, Pashos Chayisore. That's how we know about the Ovis, right? Who taught us about the Ovis? Moshe. It's even more than that. Chazal say in Mesechus Bova Basra that Moshe Kosav Sifroi who Parashas Bilom. Right? Because Parashas Bilom was given to Bilom. But Moshe then wrote it. So it says Moshe wrote the Torah and he also wrote Parashas Bilom. So the Maril Diskin asks, what does that mean? So you could write Moshe Kosav Sifroi who Parashas Avroham who Parashas Yitzchok who Parashas Yankif All the others one of him. Hayom HaShem Alavram, right? And then Moshe wrote it. But the Gemara Morabasra only says, Moshe Kosav Sifroi, and the Sefer Iyuf, Upashas Bilam. Iyuf is a Shiloh. Upashas Bilam. So you know what he says? He says, unbelievable. He says, you think that Avram heard What Hashem told him the way it's written in Parshas Lech Lecha? No. Avram was a regular Navi. A Navi didn't get anything clear. They heard it b'mare. They heard it b'chizoyen. Moshe had a special nevuah. Aspakal yamira. Moshe Rabbeinu heard everything clear. So Moshe heard, Moshe Rabbeinu heard Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. Avram didn't hear Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. He heard something, he understood, that's what it meant, but he didn't hear it the way it's written. So what we know of the others, our clarity, it's ironic, it's not ironic, but our clarity in the others is through Moshe Rabbeinu. Through Moshe Rabbeinu we have more clarity about the others than the others themselves. It's unbelievable. The only one that had Nebuah clear, clear, clear was Bilam. The male of that Nebuah was also said clearly. It says, the Maril, Moshe Kosav Sifro, you pass with Bilam. Exactly the way Bilam got it. It's a goyness. That's the Maril Diskin's pshat. The Maril Diskin explains with his approach. That's why the Nisyonis was so unbelievable. You know, I used to think of this year in the West Side. To Freyid, and I was just talking to Rabbi Tagger yesterday, who was here, because somebody in Eretz Yisrael today, who's, who's a Rosh Hashiv in Eretz Yisrael, used to come to that year. But I used to give a shit, this is 28 years ago, when my mom was right after I got married. I gave shit to Tefrayid, the West Side. It started, it was in Migdal Or office from Rabbi Yitzchak David Grossman, had an office in the West Side. And slowly the shit became moved over to a shul, and from people came, more modern Orthodox. But when I started, I mamish had Tefrayid, and I had Koifrim by this year. Not bad Koifrim, Tinik Shanish, but Koifrim. But... They were all like, we don't believe in, you know, they don't believe in nothing. You know what I mean? So one of the things they told me in the middle, I'll never forget, uh, there was a judge. Like, uh, Koifer, meaning he 
he was so negative. He said, Rabbi, I want you to know I come every week religiously to your Torah lectures. But I don't believe in this stuff. I enjoy it. And he told me that every week to make sure I shouldn't think that he has a hurei tshuva. And he used to sit mamish, take notes. He was mamish, he was a, he was a hush of a judge. Come every week, take notes. And he would like smile. And I used to tell the Rebbitson, this guy is going to crack. Because the Torah, I didn't tell him one word about from God. Never. I said, this guy is enjoying the learning so much. He is going to crack. I think the Rebbitson thought I was maybe a little bit too optimistic. I, I, I gave the shift like two years, whatever. Then my schedule changed. I always look back to those days when I was able to go into the city to give shiru. And I couldn't do it anymore. Anyway, I get a call five years about, five or six years after I'm married. It was this judge. Let's say his name was Hershkowitz. Judge Hershkowitz. How you doing, Rabbi? Shalom Aleichem. Great. It was about uh, a week before Pesach. He says, Rabbi, I'm kashering my kitchen for Pesach. I just want to know, what do I do with the oven? I started explaining to him in there's different ways and some do it this way. He says, I said, there's Libun Kal, there's Libun Chomer, there's ways, you know, some people blow torch, you could insert, there's this way, there's that. I gave Moldy. He says, Rabbi, it's Pesach. I want to do it right. I don't want to do it the, I want to do it the right way. See, he was mocked to do it the right way. This is the Koifel. Bishum Ponem Vaiva doesn't believe. He then, I don't know what's with him this moment, he afterwards moved down to Israel after he retired, and he was learning. That's this guy. But in the middle of one of the lectures, when he was getting scared, he was getting into it. He always used to get scared when he gets into it, and I think he's becoming from. I'm not! See, so he once said, he said, Rabbi, if, if God would come to me on the middle when I'm watching CNN, all of a sudden there would be a broadcast from God. This is the Lord, you know, go to Israel. I would also go to Israel. See, it turned out he went to Israel without a broadcast. But that's what he told me. Yeah, sure, if I got a broadcast like that, I would also go to Israel. But God doesn't come talk to me. That was his, that was his cynical way of making fun of the whole thing. Right? The light and terror was the So it worked. At the end is he became, he became a fun person. But that's the way it is. That's the way the... So Lemaise, his taina was a good taina. But the Maral Diskin is answering his taina. Hashem didn't come to Avram and tell him, Lech lecha me'artzcha. It was a chaloim. Avram could have dismissed it if he wanted. He didn't. Hashem didn't tell Avram, take your son Isaac and put him on the altar and slaughter him. It was, it was Mara. It was a chazon. That's why the Satan came to Avram. After you see the Maral Diskin, you understand the Satan. The Satan comes to Avram and he goes, What are you doing? He says, I'm shechting my son. He says, are you crazy? The sultan tells Avram, you're nuts. You're shechting your son. He says, yeah. Hashem told me to shecht him. He says, yeah. Tomorrow he's going to call you a murderer. That's the medrash. The obvious question is, what's the sultan, an idiot? If Hashem tells you to shecht him, he's going to come tomorrow and tell you, you're crazy, you killed him. The terrorist is, the sultan was telling him, you don't understand. You think that's what he told you. <laughs> tomorrow he's going to come and say, you killed him, you misunderstood, you killed him. That's the Pshat in the Medrash. So now it gives you a whole new insight. To Avram Avinu's Nisoyinus. Avram could have manipulated every Nisoyin. As far as I know from the Bachram, 
the Manal told them that they should go to Bermuda for a week during the Shabbos off. If they could get cheaper tickets to Bermuda than to go to Brooklyn, they're supposed to go to Bermuda for a week. And they heard it from the Manal. And all the Manal happened to have said was, I heard that there's nice weather in Bermuda. But they already heard the whole Targum. Targum Unkulus, Targum Emerson Brazil, Targum Shani, Targum Shlishi, Targum Ravi, Targum Chamishi. But all I know is by the time the Bracham tell me what they heard from the Manal, and then I go back to him and I talk to him, it's like, ooh, that's interesting. Somebody's losing it, and I know the Manal is not losing it. And I don't think the, the Bracham are losing it either. I think they're very creative. If I stayed there, teeth, very deep. But it's funny that the misunderstandings are always in that direction. It's never the other way. But it's, it's interesting. It just happens to be interesting, the way the misunderstandings. So you realize what the Nisayan of Avramovina was. The Nisayan of Avramovina was not just whatever the Nisayan was. The Nisayan was, he could have said, the Manal said not to go to Eretz Yisrael. Hashem said, stay here. Or send somebody else to Eretz Yisrael. Huh? It could have been a million things. Avram touched up every Nisayan what Hashem really meant. And he overcame the Yetzirah of manipulating what Hashem really told So Avram, Moshe Rabbeinu, even what we know from the others is Moshe Rabbeinu. Even what we know. So that's where Moshe Shapiro's question is that the others themselves are really Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is everything. How could Hashem be telling Moshe in this week's parasha? Chaval on the others. Like Ilu, it sounds like the others are on a higher level than you. Chaval al others, right? Chaval al the avdin v'loy What's the pshat? So Rabbi Sai, this obviously we have to come to an end, especially for the Bacham that have to leave in six hours. Because the Manal said so. If anybody misses their plane, they should know they're going against the Manal. As far as I know, the Manal said you must leave tonight, right before night sitting. If you stay here for one minute of night sitting, you're over Isser Gomer. Is that what the Manal said? Yeah. I think he said the 12th grade is not allowed to be here for night sitting. Even those that are not going on the trip are not allowed to be here. I think, I think that's, what he said. Well, that's what he meant anyway. Lemaise, Lemaise, it's nice to see the amount of simcha that the oil has from the completion of a Sefer Torah. That was my conclusion from the whole thing. The amount of simcha that our Talmudim have, that a Sefer Torah was finished, even though it's thought in Florida, a place where nobody wants to go, nobody wants to know anything about, doesn't matter. A Sefer Torah was finished in Florida, that's my game. Come And that they have to leave night saving for it? That's dumb. It's unbelievable. How much people are ready to be noisy but oil just because a safer term was written? It's beyond comprehension. It gives me a whole understanding. I never flew to Florida for a close safer term. I realize I'm not machshiv exceeding safer term enough. One day I'll be on your madrega. I'll be able to properly internalize what it means of finishing a safer term. I'm just pulled on from you. I see on your face. You're glowing. Just why? Because it's a yeed finished. Oh, you happen to know who it is. 
And it's not even him. He can hire the cipher. But you're just bursting with Av. It's, un- it's unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. The bottom line is that we have to understand what does this mean? What is the Taich? What's the Taich that the others were on some level higher than Moshe? How do we even understand such a thing? And Hashem says, Chaval al da abdin What does that even mean? Chaval al da abdin How do you explain that? Chaval al da abdin So I'm going to tell you what Ramosha Shapiro says about that. And maybe I'm going to go a different direction exactly he's going, but his point is a point that he's making. Ramosha Shapiro says, Basically, to sum it up, that there's two anhogas. There's two ways. There's two ways the world is ran. One way the world is ran is bederech nigla, where everything is revealed and you see. Lamoshel, the chazonish in Yeridea and in Evan Ezer holds that today there's no real mummer. A real mummer you don't have today. The chazonish says because we're living in a time of darkness. We're living in a time where it's not like a scholars with a like the earlier days when they saw things so clear. Today it's so if somebody never goes off the derech, it's because they're they're lost. They're lost. His chiddushes, he says, and even if the guy learned, he says they didn't teach him properly. Could you imagine? They didn't teach him properly. It's not it's not a hundred percent. I'm not saying it's not his fault. It's not. You can't call him a mummer. That's the chazanish. That's the Halik Chaznish. I wrote this to somebody who was calling the people in Pittsburgh. Uh, I told him he should look up the Chaznish. Because he's from the Chaznish. Chaznish holds not that way. Chaznish holds the whole concept of Mimimimimal is not applicable today at all for anybody. Even somebody who learned in the Yeshiva. He said, We're living in a time of darkness. So my Shabir says there's two types of Anhogas. There's Anhoga Nigla, where everything is revealed, everything is clear. And then there's what we call. Hanhog of Hesterpon, where things are hidden. And we know that Chazal say, the Gemara Sanhedrin says, Shit Alfi Shni Havi Alma, the world is 6,000 years. Before Mashiach comes, there's 2,000 years that are called Yemois HaMashiach. Before that, there's 2,000 years, it's called the years of Torah. And before that, the first 2,000 years of the world is called Toyu. Toyu literally means emptiness. Right? So basically, the, the world is broken up to thirds. The, the existence of the world as we see it, before the actual Gula Shalema, is a maximum of 6,000 years. Obviously, Achishan, hopefully it's going to be very soon. But 6,000 years, it's broken up to thirds. 2,000 years is emptiness. Obviously, emptiness can mean emptiness. Hashem doesn't create anything empty. But the Gemara says it's Toyu. 2,000 years, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, is what we call Torah. And 2,000 years is the time of Yemois HaMashiach. The time that we're in today, the preparing for Yemois HaMashiach. Right? Zoktel, Zokta Moshe Shapiro, that the 2,000 years of Torah means it's unclear. It's, 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 it's confusing. Because it's not clear. Then we have 2,000 years of of, of Torah, that Torah is clear from the time of Matan Torah. Then we had Nevi'im. Then we had the Ba'ezrishim. 
Then we have the Bayesheni, those were those 2,000 years. Everything was clear. Then you have the final 2,000 years, the goals, preparing for Mashiach. That's why they're confusing. It doesn't have the clarity. You know, it's not as confusing as before Matan Torah, because Baruch Hashem, we have a Torah. We have a Torah. But it's not like the 2,000 years that we had the Torah in the Beisam English. So the Torah reflects clarity. That's what the Torah reflects. So basically, the concept that's being conveyed here is that Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who brought us into this new phase of clarity. Clarity. That's a whole new madrig. Moshe is the one who's saying, okay, every, I'm the one who's going to bring down the Torah on Har Sinai. Everything has to be bore, clear. We're going to, the end of the confusion. So that's why Moshe's job almost was to say, what second? What's going on? Things are, things are uh, unclear again. I'm the one who's supposed to usher in the clarity. Things are not clear here. In a way, Moshe is supposed to ask that question. Moshe is supposed to ask the question. But here's the key. The way we were zeicher, the way we were zeicher to have these 2,000 years that the Torah came to the world was that there was an Avram who in the time of confusion was able to find the Rebbe He prepared the world to be ready to have a mountain Torah. So when Hashem said, okay, there's going to be 2,000 years of, of blurriness, yes, during that time we're going to have others. And those others are going to pave the way for us to be worthy to have the Torah. But it's much easier to find the Rabbani Shalom when you already have a Torah than Avromavin, who had to learn the Torah from his kidneys and from his, like the Chazal say, his two kidneys became like a Sefer Torah. Avromavin, who found Hashem without it being clear. That's what Rabbani Shalom says. The way Rabbani Shapiro sees it, Hashem was more bemoaning the Tkufa. The historical moment, rather than a Psataina to Moshe. Hashem is saying, I'm not going to forget the others who found Hashem in the time of confusion. We found Hashem in the new Tkufa. We have a Torah. We don't properly appreciate what it means a Torah. We don't understand what it means a Torah. The clarity. Two years ago, I gave a Shabbos a little drush on the shoe. And during the drush, I pointed out a heat in the shul, Dr. Schuster, Dr. Yitzchik Schuster. And I said, he told me, his, fa- his, his father was in the hospital, and he was calling me daily, because every day they had a new Shiloh, feeding tube, not a feeding tube, the machine, the respirator, and he's a doctor. So as many Shilohs as a regular person has, he had like many, many more Shilohs. And I turned to him and I said, I'm going to say over what you told me. His father was, if his father was Nifter, if there's Tukufa, he calls me up, he goes, Rabbi, I have to thank you. You were always there for me. I said, this is what you're thanking me for? That's my job. I mean, if, that, if I ain't doing that, then what, what am I here for? If I can't answer Shiloh for one of my Balabatim, who's with a dying father, then what, what am I doing? I should become a plumber. And even a plumber. If somebody has a backup in the, in the septic tank, and the house is getting full of sewer water, and I don't answer the call. I shouldn't be a plumber either. I don't know what I should be. I should go to the to, to the Manhattan, 
like they did today where a million people come to Manhattan to walk, for hours to watch a ball slowly go from the top to the bottom. And they travel from Texas, from Miyabak Pinois, America, and even beyond that, because people came from Australia, from here. And they stood in one place from 3 a.m. the night before. So you understand? You're talking about you are for 22 hours or 23 hours in one place, outside, standing. For what? So that a bull, you're going to watch a bull come down. So they were interviewing people there. It's, it's, it's not important for you to know, but it's important for you to see how, stup- how crazy a person could be if they don't have a Torah. Because any bar Torah could never do such a thing. They're going around asking people, partial questions. They're interviewing people. Uh, sir, you're here since 3 a.m.? Yeah. It's worth it? Oh, Absolutely. First of all, absolutely. So then they said, I hear. So what do you, you know, like a question, like I don't know if you're allowed to ask such a question. What do you do about the bathroom? So I go to Shiloh, no? So I go to Shiloh. So they had an African-American from Texas. He says, ah, you know what I do? I I didn't drink for for 20 hours before. So the hachon is two days. Because he first has to clean out his body so he shouldn't have to go to the at least he's thinking. See, he's fasting. Fasting before he's ready to stand for 21 hours in one place. For what? To watch for 60 seconds a white ball come down. And nothing happens. They don't even give you one dollar when it lands. If it means they think, you know what? Everybody gets a dollar. Okay, so he's there waiting for a dollar. I was going to say, it's crazy, but okay. He's waiting for a dollar. What? Then, after that, that you sat there for 21 hours, then we're going to put a bunch of, a bunch of glitter on your head. That's what you'll be zeichet for. You can put on the funny glasses that says, 19. Gavaldic. <laughs> could do that without waiting for 24 hours over there. So, one, so this black fellow says, I didn't drink for, 20, for, for many hours before, so now I don't have to go to bed. Gavaldic. The other person says, I can't do that. So what did you do? You know what they said? This is an adult. I'm wearing a diaper. Rebbein Adal Makula. Rachmanulitzlon. You have older adults that lose their faculties and they don't have the ability, Nebuch, to control their bladders. Rachmanulitzlon. They have to put them on diapers. It's so sad. I deal with people like that, Rachmanulitzlon. The guy's doing this for, for 21 hours, standing outside with a, with a diaper. What a slum! They should put in a pacifier in the mouth. And go, this is, this captures the debout of bomb, This is the bigger dvarm battalion than this. This is like Bittel Torah, L'chol Adeus. L'chol Adeus, even Rabbi Zazamon Melks is Hetter there in heaven also. This is like Bittel, Bittel, everything that you could think of. L'chol Ashitis. Go back to where you were as an infant. How can babies do nothing for them? That's what babies do all day. They sit in a diaper, make, make dirty, and that's what they do all day. 
So you have a schus to do that. Why is it kedai? So I'll see a ball come down from the from building, going all the way down to the bottom, and it's 2019. It's crazy. Rabbi say normal people are doing this, and they're afraid that there are kids nebuch who are not yet old enough to do this. So the New York Museum, the history of the Museum of Natural History. I think it's that museum. It's one of the museums in the city. Makes a, a fake ball drop for the children to educate them. I'm not joking. This is the fourth year that they did it. Where the kids who never can't, they never, he can't take a five-year-old and put him in one place for 24 hours and he shouldn't drink for 12 hours before that. A diaper you could put on, but that's about it. So what do you do? So for them, they take them to a museum and they have a mock ball dropping, because the kid has to know that he should know the cheshivas, and somebody was explaining the cheshivas of teaching a kid, the cheshivas of this ball, do they have a fake ball? You know, what's fake? It's as real as the one, the real one. They call it a fake one. It's as real as the real one. As far as I'm concerned, these kids are much better, because they see the same thing, and they, they don't have to wait for 25 hours. And they could go home and regular, have a regular night's sleep. They're actually, the kids are ravished the, the, this Canaan should learn from the Ketan. I think everybody should go to the museum. <laughs> you can go to the bathroom, there's toilets there, and you can watch the bed, you can watch the ball go down, and you go to sleep, have a regular night's sleep. I think that's smarter. But this is the world. So Dr. Schuster tells me, he says, Rabbi, he says, do you understand when I was in the hospital, every family that was in my situation had nobody to call. They had to make these decisions. Do I put my father on a respirator? Do I not put my father on a respirator? And any decision you make, you feel terrible. But I was, oh, you shouldn't have put your father on the respirator. You should have. You did. You killed him. You shouldn't have. He wanted it. Every decision, you don't know what to do. And here, I was able to call you. And I was able to get a decision. And no, I'm doing what Hashem wants. So I'm doing, Zicha, Hashem wants him to call me. Maybe I made the wrong decision. That's my problem. But he did what Hashem wants him to do because he has the Shaila. I have to worry whether I gave the right answer. But he at least knows he did what Hashem wants of him. He has to shile it, and he did that. That's the Torah. That's what we have. The others didn't have that. The others had to find the Torah, had to find Hashem when it was blurry. That's, that's what Hashem chaval al That was the greatness of the others. With that case, we could understand this was not a time on Moshe Rabbeinu. This was a fact. This was a fact. And when Klaiso went into Eretz Yisrael, although we still had the clarity, we weren't on the level anymore of having the clarity of Tasbakar Yamira. We had to go down a level. So now it makes sense that when Moshe did the Chet Meimeriva, what did Moshe say? And, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't resist that there should be even one moment of confusion because the water wasn't coming out. And Moshe already got all revved up because Moshe... Had, Moshe has to be everything clear, clear, clear. So Moshe is not the right one to bring us into Eretz Yisrael. So the main Meriva and the Atatir are connected. The same question that Moshe had in Mitzrayim, he was really had again by the, by the, by the stone. In Mitzrayim, Moshe said, there's confusion. There's confusion. By the main Meriva was the same thing. There was confusion by the rock. That's why some call it a confused, the chet was confusion. 
So it's all one thing. It also answers the steer. We said, what is Atasira Maymeriv? It's all one thing. Once we went into Eretz we still were in the Tkufa of Torah, but not Teres Mesh. It wasn't going to have that clarity like we had in the Midbar. The Mon came down from Shemayim. Everything was clear. In the Midbar, there was no room to question, does Hashem give you not Parnassah? Now we live in a world you could think Hashem doesn't give you Parnassah. You could think that. Right? You could mistakenly think that. In the Midbar, you couldn't think that. You knew where the Parnassah comes from. You walk out, it comes from Shemayim. You couldn't have any confusion. That was Moshe. That was the Tkufa of Moshe. That's Tkufa's Moshe. The job of a Yid is to see the Rabbani Shalom in every matzah. In every matzah in life. That's the job. The job, the reason why Hashem had the worlds the 2,000 years before the Torah was given is because we have to, even though we're going to have a Torah, we have to be able to see Hashem when it's confusing. So the others were preparation for us. Of course, none of us are on the level of that level that was then. But we have to see Hashem even when it's confusing. You have an off Shabbos, you're out of yeshiva, things are confusing. You have a lot of people who act one way when they're in yeshiva. They act another way, another yeshiva. They act one way in Shabbos, they act another way when during the week. They act one way in front of the rov, they act another way not in front of the rov. This is all confusion. This is confusion. The geula has to be, the geula has to be in every function. Uh, we don't have time now because we ran out of time. But the geula has to be on every level of a person. Each one of these kidneys, each one of the kidneys and the heart, and the ma- these are all areas a person has room for doubt. These, they reflect different matzavim that a person has. And, and you have to be guided only by the Torah in every matzav that you are in life. There is no such a thing as I'm on vacation. There is no such a thing, which unfortunately I heard from people. Some people have a policy. They go, they go to Florida, I've heard this from people directly. Listen, Rabbi, for one week I go away, I'm not, uh, I'm not talking about the Bacham Unzu Talmud. I'm talking about, uh, you know, I'm away, uh, my level is different, my, my kashras is different, my other things are different, my senses, it's different, I'm on vacation. There is no vacation. There's no vacation from being an Evan Hashem. There's no vacation. So we have to understand that we have to cleanse every element of our life when it's confusing, when there's a Yetzirah, when things don't seem clear, when things... It has to be all-encompassing. And these are the different parts of the body that reflect... That's the pshat, the wine goes in and gets rid of it. It's a cleanser. Yotzo das. Yotzo das is the negative das. The das that we have, our own das. And then we get the soil of the Torah. But we have to understand that the gu'ula, the gu'ula that we have, Pesach, of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, is, is built on the others. It's built on a time when things are confusing. It's built on all tkufas. So that's why that's everlasting freedom. Like Dr. Schuster said. That's everlasting freedom. Because when you have, when you have direction, you're a free person. When you're confused, you're a slave. When you're confused, you're in the worst state. When you have clarity, then everything is everything is gewaltic. When you don't have clarity, so the cheres oilam of Pesach is the full ashenus of Gula, and each part of our life gets clarity from the Torah. In all levels of confusion, we get clarity from the Torah. That's called everlasting freedom. That's cheres oilam of Pesach, and that's the reason why Pesach is chayvon Yes, you're living in a time of confusion. 
Yes, you're not living, mon is not coming down from Shemayim by your house. It's true. But you have to go and glean from the Torah that clarity in all marks of it. Lyris is That's the concept. And that's something we have to keep on putting into our system because with the Baal Shem Tov that I always tell you is such a true such a true element in life, which is that most of us, Baruch Hashem, all of us, are good. All good. So why don't we grow? Baal Shem Tov has a great question. Why don't people grow? Most people, pretty much, they become adults. Baruch Hashem, until they become adults, they grow, usually. And then, pretty much, this is the guy you got. Right? Most people I deal with day to day, I don't say, that. when I see a Balabas, when he's, I've seen Balabatim from 30 to 60. When I look at a Balabas 60, he's not much different than when he was 30. But why not? Doesn't make sense really, right? Imagine if you saw a kid from 1 to 30, he didn't change. It's crazy, right? right? But from 30 to 60, people stay the same. Pretty much. Now again, some people don't. But predominantly, people, once they become adults, and they, they, they've pretty much formed who they are, their personalities, they're pretty much the same. So the Baal Shem Tov has a million dollar question. We have so many aliyahs. We have Rosh Hashanahs and Yom Kippurs and Sukkahs and Hanukkahs and Purims and, and Achnos and Seyfetaris. We have so many elevations. Why aren't people always growing? L'chari, you should look at a guy who's 60. You should recognize him when he was 30. Not the fact that he's white and crinkled and he's bent over. You should recognize he should be a different guy. Just like, if you ever saw a guy come over to you when you're, when you're 25 and he goes, ooh, you look exactly, I saw you, uh, I was by your bruise. How do you recognize me? I was by your bruise. You might to say. Meshuggah, I forget. You're a different person. In every way possible. Right? Somebody pinches you, now you don't cry for a half hour. Right? We don't put a, a pacifier with wine in your mouth and say, right? you change. No. So what, what happened to people? So the Baal Shem, he says, that's what Dovah HaMelech said. Mi Hashem, he says, Mi Hashem, the reason why we don't, who gets it to the top? Mi Somebody who always holds on to the areas of growth and doesn't go down. If you have a Rosh Hashanah Kippur, boom. Chanukah, boom. Right? So you end up in the same place. Because you go up and down, up and down, up and down. That's what life is. So of course the people you know from who are 60 and you knew them when they were 30 and I knew them when they were 30, of course they've had Elias in the last 30 years, but they've had Eurydice too. So they end up, that's why heart machines, the whole screen is this big, right? right? I don't need a big, bigger screen. Why not? The heart keeps on going because it goes down. If the heart would keep on going like this, then, <laughs> then you need a very big screen for a heart monitor. Basically, if a person's Ruchnius is like a heart monitor... So you're in the same place. It's the same boring screen like this. Same person. Same exact person. You'd be educationally the same way also. If you go through a year, in, every year in Mesifti, you go, Malach pinches you at the end of the year, you forget everything you learned that year. So you would look exactly the same in 12th grade like you look in 9th grade. But the terrorist is Baruch Hashem, and Malach doesn't pinch you. And then, and then. Sometimes I think they did, but usually not. Right? So, Baruch Hashem, you have 9th grade, then you have 10th grade on top of 9th grade, you have 11th grade on top of 10th grade, you, you, mevaxed! So, that's the idea. The idea is to constantly grow. So, if a person takes this lesson, what I'm telling you, which is, don't allow yourself to drop. 
Don't, in a time of confusion, don't drop. Keep on, keep on holding on. If you keep on holding on, you're going to make it to the top. Chas v'shalom, people drop, and your whole life becomes like a heart machine, up and down, up and down. It's the same boring screen. Looks the same. From the beginning till the end. That's not the way our life should be. Our life should be, miyala b'har And that's the ghoul of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, which is Chay Rasoylam, is to remember whenever we have a doubt, extract what the Torah tells you to do. Follow the Torah's directive.